Hey, Scott. Yes, Adam. How do you like my summer outfit? It's very floral and flattering. You should dress like that more often. Does it make me sexy? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Coming to you almost live from inside an Apple iPad. This is The Unknown Studio. I'm Scott. I'm Adam. And we are your hosts. We were going to do a really interesting show today. Uh, it was going to be about resource management in the northern Alberta boreal forest, but uh, due to a miscommunication on my part, we don't have a guest. And We are sitting here inside this Apple iPad. <laughs> All by ourselves. We don't even have a wireless connection to download apps, so we literally can't do anything. So uh, rather than deprive you of the Unknown Studio for a whole, it would it would basically amount to a month, right? Between, basically. I would never, ever dream of doing that to our, how many listeners do we have? I think 30s or 40s of listeners. To our 35s of listeners. <laughs> Fair enough. So Scott and I decided that we were going to just, uh, just soldier on and do a a meta show and just discuss some of the various things that tickle our fancy fancy being in an area located nowhere near our bodies but still very interesting and very ticklish and so it begins uh i'd like to apologize to everyone in advance for wasting their time but uh i would ask that you complete the download (laughs) (laughs) so that so that we can take that to our advertisers and say see by ourselves, we are interesting. Because as you know, and as I often harp on, we never thought we'd, we'd get this far with this show. We're coming up on our anniversary in about three months. Correct. And, uh, and we've got some interesting stuff planned for you. But just to give you an idea of where we started, we started strong. Our, uh, our first episode was downloaded a lot. Uh, over 100 times. And we were not expecting that, honestly. No. We were, we were expecting far fewer than 100 times. And uh, we do have the Twitter community and social media to thank. After that, things kind of dropped off. Yes. I, and it wasn't abysmal, but but uh, it was... I'll say it. I was disappointed. I thought we could have done better. But, but since then, our average download uh, per episode is about uh, 408. And rising. And rising. Because... Our last, I don't know if it's our last few guests who've been phenomenal. And I they think, have been. I, they have been, and I think that's a big part of it. Uh, if it's that uh, maybe some word of mouth is going around, more people are aware of our show. We enjoy possible. We enjoy the mouth words. Indeed. Uh, but on average, every episode, we get more downloads, yeah. which is really great. And I'm going to go on record right now thanking you, our 35s of listeners, for continuing to support us through thick and thin, through good times and bad. Really, though, they've all been good times so far, except for this episode. <laughs> this is a bad time. Now, uh, th- we do have a few things to talk about, and and, uh, and uh, they're not great. They're they're sad and, and tragic, and, uh, and I'll, I'll start by saying that I received a text message from one of our former guests, uh, or sorry, a voicemail from one of our former guests, Carrie Williams, last night, and he said something like, hey, um, do you know about this pirate radio station in South Edmonton that Industry Canada shut down? Uh, apparently they were they were playing episodes of your show, and I thought, huh, I totally forgot about that. So, um, 
probably about four months ago. I, I don't even remember the timeline, so don't hold me to that. But a while ago, I got an email from a guy who's like, hey, I have this pirate radio show. You or this radio station. You can't hear it outside of like a four block radius. It's near Southgate. And I would like to play episodes of the unknown studio uh, on some night. And I was like, whatever. <laughs> sure. Good for you. Not thinking about the legality. Because I don't know. And as we, as Scott and I discussed before the show, ignorance of the law does not absolve you from uh, being handcuffed at some point. I don't think we're in, we're in any trouble. I mean, I probably... Uh, well, and our show is... Anyone can listen to it for free on the internet. I mean, well, it's... and so this this is the question, okay? I I can understand a a radio maven who just likes the technology, the idea of broadcasting. But there are a dozen ways you can stream yourself on the web for free. For free, that is legal. And and attracting an audience on the web maybe not so simple, but it's getting easier with with social media and stuff like that. The, oh the, yes, the barrier of entry is low. Oh, so yes. so. So what was this guy thinking? Scott? I don't have an answer. I wish you did. I'm not omniscient. Now, the way that he was discovered was, uh, and I don't know this guy from a hole in the ground. I just got an email from him once. I'm sure he's very nice. I hope he doesn't get into a whole pile of trouble about this. But he made a huge error. He talked to the media. And uh, he apparently did an interview with uh, Fletcher Kent from Global Television here in Edmonton. And, and... My understanding of it is that he did this interview and then asked that the interview would not air, which is kind of dumb, right? Because if I'm a journalist and I'm going out there and I'm spending my time interviewing someone, I'm going to try and make damn sure that a story comes out of it so I'm not wasting my time. So a global published a story. I don't know if it was on television. I don't know if it was just on the web. It no longer exists. Like I can't find it anywhere. But uh, but that was one of the reasons that... Um, that this dude got into trouble and and carrie knows a few people because he worked at industry canada or something or he's got connections there and he was just like what's going on so i phoned him up today i'm like i have no idea but it's nice to know that the unknown studio single-handedly i'm taking all the credit for this defeated pirate radio in edmonton thank you and good night later when the show ends weird right that is weird and sexy we need more scandals on this show. That might not be a great way to uh, attract advertisers by being scandalous. Uh, it's certainly not helping Glenn Beck down in the States. <laughs> I'm just saying. But uh, but uh, I feel bad for the pirate radio guy because he's, he's no Glenn Beck. Well, maybe he is. I don't know. I never listened to his station. 107.9 apparently is what it was. Now all you get there, if you go to 107.9 is dead air or someone close by playing their iPod on their radio through an adapter, which is really annoying. I hate that. I can't stand that. When I'm driving down the street, I've got this little adapter for my iPhone so I can play music on a radio station, a tuner thing. And you drive by like some, yeah, I'm going to say it, douchebag's truck. Cause, and you know what? I know that uh, I'm sure that many of our 35s of listeners drive trucks and I myself want to drive a truck. But I, I'm aware of what that, what kind of stereotype that brings, and I'm okay with that. But I drive past one of these D-bag trucks, and invariably their satellite radio signal fucks with my iPod weakness uh, 
signal and I get like 10 seconds of um, what crappy music do douchebags listen to these days? I don't know. I don't tend to listen to crappy music. <laughs> so you say. Well, my perspective is that I don't listen to crappy music. Also, you owe the swear jar a dollar. Okay, so yes, I do. I know I do. Is it a dollar per swear word? Yes. Now, is it a dollar per F word only? Uh, no, it's the, the seven I, words you can't say on television. That was the barometer we set. This is going to cost me a lot of money. I, I'm concerned about this. Because, you know, I'm not super wealthy. But, Asshole uh, is not one of the well, seven words you can't say. That is fucking awesome. Now I only owe two. And I'm about to owe three because I'm now branding this episode the clusterfuck episode, everybody. You've probably tuned out by now. There was something else that I did want to talk about. Um, two things. Related to the posts that we do on the website. Uh, as some of you know, every month I publish something on the ongoing construction project that is the Dawson Bridge, which is the bridge between the community of Riverdale in the River Valley and the community of Forest Heights on the south side of the river. And uh, I love my neighborhood. I love the people there. I love where it's located. I I don't live in a fabulous house. It's, it's a fixer-upper, but I love where I live, and I would not change that. So I thought, you know, the closure of this bridge is going to cause an inconvenience to some people, and that's going to be upsetting, and let's try and make this interesting and funny. Let's, let's, uh, let's do a almost... Um, Colbert-esque uh, analysis of this whole thing taking place. And I, I, I did borrow the idea from our friends Jeff and Sally at TheEdmontonian.com because they were watching uh, one of the doors at Commerce Place downtown not get repaired for an ungodly amount of time. <clears throat> now, that isn't to say that they're not working on the Dawson Bridge. It's just a really long project. It's going to take them a year. So it should be finished at the end of December 2010. My most recent post, I emailed the construction group at the city of Edmonton because that was the contact person for the Dawson Bridge rehabilitation site on their website and I thought oh let's make this interesting let's let's make it silly and Colbert-esque so I sent them a list of ridiculous questions now some of the questions were seeking actual information what's the progress are I was legitimately legitimately interested in whether or not they were going to do a party to reopen the bridge because I think that'd be kind of cool you, you know it's it would be perfect for those two communities anyway and um, apparently I I uh, I ruffled some fe feathers at City Hall I I, um, I sent the email to construction not communications so I, I think I scared them they're like this lunatic wants uh, answers to some questions that are off the wall. And so you can look on the website on the unknownstudio.ca. Some of the questions I asked were, are you going to use robots to help build this bridge? And are you worried about a robot uprising? Will the bridge have lasers on it uh, once it's complete? And obviously, in my opinion, they were obviously ridiculous questions. Can you agree? Yes, I okay. can agree. On behalf of our 35s of listeners, I agree. Those are patently ridiculous questions. And I ended it, I ended the story by being indignant about the fact that my questions were not answered, even though I knew full well. And even in the email to the city, I said, look, I know this is silly and I know it sounds ridiculous, but I'm, it's, it's kind of a fun thing I'm doing and, and I'd really like your, your, your buy-in and participation. And at the end of the, the actual article, I, I said, because the city did not answer my questions, 
that they were somehow guilty of wasting taxpayers' dollars. And uh, there was a commenter, a guy named Tufer, who I then I, I reacted poorly to him, and I apologize, Tufer, because I know you do listen to the show. But uh, he said, you know, you sent them these ridiculous, stupid questions. You're an idiot. Uh, why are... Why are you harping on them about wasting taxpayers' dollars? You're wasting taxpayers' dollars. Fair point. I absolutely was. And uh, I'll, I'll go give $5 to the city to make up for wasting everyone's time. Because I assume that was the value of the questions that I asked. <laughs> but um, I, I said to Twofer on our website, I, I got mad and I said, you're a troll and you, you probably don't even listen to the show. And he's like, oh, I listen to the show. My dream one day is to answer a question on the Fast 15, and I thought, wow, Rosenhart, you've really fucked this one up, swear jar. And uh, and I apologize profusely. I may or may not have been drunk. I wasn't, actually. That would be a fabulous excuse. But then, so I, I, I think I smoothed it over with Twofer. I, I asked, I said, I hope we didn't lose a listener because I acted like an asshole and... and and he said, no, I hope one day to be on the show to answer Fast 15 questions. And I was just like, hey, man, pitch a show idea to us. Have not received that email. <laughs> so, so all Two for if you're listening. We're still waiting on your show idea, buddy. Yeah, I mean, look at this. We're two schlubs sitting in an iPad recording a show because I miscommunicated. I misunderestimated our guest. And, uh, and here we are. But I got a, a message on Twitter. The Unknown Studio received a message on Twitter from a guy in the traffic division in the city. And he said, he sent me a link and he said, here's some real history on the Dawson Bridge uh, to replace the drivel on your website. And I, thought, I was just like, Ugh. but, you know, fair comment. I, I suspect that he was one of the individuals who received the email that I sent and thought, who the fuck, swear jar, is this guy? Um, and I thought, I thought, I am indignant, I'm upset, but you know what? Some people don't think this is funny. So I was like, what? Drivel? And then, oh, yes, drivel. Now, here's, I'm just going to, this is just commentary on this. I am, I'm excited. Uh, the Dawson Bridge seems like such small potatoes to get indignant over. Like, of all, of all the things that someone with the city could get indignant over... The reconstruction of the Dawson Bridge, really? That's where you're going to draw the line in the sand? That just seems... Ah, that just seems like such a waste. I don't know. I, I agree. It seems it seems like they, they could have picked a much better fight than this lunatic is asking if we're using robots to build the Dawson Bridge. A legitimate question in this That's, day and age. That is too far. Just like a bridge filled with Roombas. Yeah, that is just too far, and this has to stop. That just seems kind of petty well consider the fact that you know there there are human beings working on this project and they're working hard to get it done to restore a piece of infrastructure in the city of edmonton and some dude comes along jauntily you know asking them to answer these fucking inane questions and uh and um, this podcast has cost me a lot of money in more ways than this you is why we imagine. need to have a guest. Yeah, I know. But um, but I, you know, I kind of understand his reaction. My first my first Dawson Dawson Bridge article was like the invented history of the Dawson Bridge, and I threw up a photo of like a wooden rope bridge, and I was like, it was created by Lord Dossington of. You know, it was just so absurd, and and I could have taken the time to actually do some research. 
But let's be honest. Why? Again, it it's it's just the Dawson Bridge. I, I don't want to. I'm not. I, I I'm not disparaging. Saying. I'm not disparaging the human effort that went into building that bridge, or the human effort that's going into rebuilding that bridge right now. And I'm not saying there aren't people behind it. And I'm not saying that they don't do good work. And I'm pleased that they are doing that work because it is vital infrastructure that needs to be fixed. Mm-hmm. But lighten up. Well, and that's what I thought. But but there's got to be a reason for the reaction. And I'm not going to go off half cocked like I did on our our good friend Tufer. Because I don't think that's fair. But I did get a message from a friend of mine on Twitter who's doing some work with the city. And he said, you, you ruffled some feathers. You know, you, you've, you've, he didn't say this, but he was like, it sounded like I'd pissed some people off. And that he had gone in, thankfully, and smoothed it over. And I, I'm, I'm, so I'm just burning through social capital right now. Like the city of Edmonton, I want to be one of your prodigal sons, but I'm actually one of your prodigal D-bags. And I apologize for, uh, for so thoroughly upsetting, uh, you know, the traffic division of the city of Edmonton. I'm just trying to have some fun. And I am so appreciative that they're restoring the bridge because it was, it was looking a little bit run down and it was time for it, you know? And I, one of the questions I asked was, seriously, <laughs> how close is that bridge to falling in the river right now? Not very well-received question. A loaded question. Not well-received. So I'm, I'm sort of half-assedly apologizing. Uh, I st- I'm going to keep doing these ridiculous updates every month because they're fun for me. And if nothing else, uh, I like to entertain myself. And, uh, you know, I'll try not to be a total ass. Well, at least you update the website. Yes, we need to talk about this, Scott. Uh, I have been neglecting my blogging duties. I have not been uh, updating the website as often as I would have liked to have hoped. Uh, And for that, I apologize to our 35s of listeners and readers. um, Because I do like to contribute... I just don't often contribute. And it's a combination of factors. Time. I'm busy. I work very strange schedules. And therefore, sometimes I come home at a very strange hour and I'm just like, I'm going to sleep now. Um, sometimes it's lack of creative impulse. Um, yeah, I feel i There was a time when I wrote for The Gateway, yes. interestingly enough. We both did. Where Scott, more than me. Every week... I could bang out an opinion article, and I was I was an opinion columnist, and from what I understand, I was a well-read one. Um, and I could I could find something and be angry about it and write about it. I could find something to be interested about and write about it. I could turn out an article every week, and that was to my credit. And I don't know how I was able to keep that up because lately I have just been creatively bankrupt. Uh, I just lack inspiration. That should be your tagline. Scott C. Bourgeois, creatively bankrupt. And I I really, I have no explanation for it or excuse for it. I just, it's a struggle for me to find something that I'm interested or angry enough about to write about. And uh, so I apologize to our to our listeners and to our readers. Um, I will endeavor to find some creative spark and uh, get some more stuff out there. Uh, I do have some regular go-to features like watch this and the character assassin that I try to do at least once a month, and there will be some more stuff upcoming. Yeah, I'm looking forward that. to that. Yeah. Um, but again, I will try to do some other articles as well. I'm going to throw this out there right now, um, and, and I would like to see you write more because I love your character assassins. They're so funny. 
But uh, for a watch this, and I was inspired this afternoon because I happened upon the trailer for the forthcoming Predators movie. What if we did a watch this on films that feature terrifying aliens? Not not just, well, I mean, obviously the genre is science fiction or, or some some hybrid thereof. But, like, I mean, if you consider, like, Alien, um, Predator, the the strange beast that strangled Brent Spiner on Independence Day, you know, like, we, we can talk watch this for the alien creature because it's scary or interesting. I think that might be, we could maybe run with that. I think that our uh, 35s of listeners should now watch for that on the website. Because it will be up there eventually. Yes. Now... I, I should also say that, that uh, I mean, we don't get a lot of comments on the website, but we get a decent amount of visitors, of unique visitors. So, and perhaps it's not stated prominently on our site, but if you guys have ideas for stories or you want to tell us what morons we are, like email the show at theunknownstudio.ca and we'll get it and we'll talk about it on a show or, I mean, whatever. Like, Scott and I stick to a fairly specific format when we record, but we're not averse to changing things, I would think, no, right? Not we want we want to do what is interesting for you guys and also interesting for us. But if, you know, if an hour's worth of interviews isn't working for you, well, let us know. I think it works. I think that we've proven we can do this. <laughs> I really do. We've certainly proven that, if nothing else. And I think that we will. This episode will single-handedly undo the proof <laughs> that we're doing this right. Because well, no, we are doing this right, and this, uh, if anything, this episode proves it. Because we are flying half cocked into the into the night here because. Our uh, <laughs> our guest inadvertently left us high and dry, so we are literally just filling an hour's worth of time with random drivel and hoping that maybe somebody listens to the if, whole thing. If this were a, <laughs> if this were a video podcast, we could just turn on chat roulette and just go through it. Because I'm I have we don't even have that luxury. <laughs> no, we don't. Neither of us owns a camera, or at least not one that can. S- we should do. Some there we s- go, ladies and gentlemen. What you could donate some money. <laughs> to a needy podcast and help the unknown studio to buy itself a camera i know okay uh some of you might know that i also run a website called oilersnation.com it's very successful it's very fun it's it's all about um hockey believe it or not a local hockey team i believe uh, i don't know i don't know if many of our listeners follow them if you if you actually look at the standings in the nhl and at the very bottom you'll see the word the words edmonton oilers is that the team that Oilers Nation follows? That's the team. That's oh, the very there same you go. team. Not the Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay. Not the Washington Capitals. That's weird. Not even the Phoenix Coyotes. Why wouldn't you follow the Phoenix Coyotes? Because I don't care. Actually, no, that's not true because uh, for the playoffs this year, they're the underdog team that I'm gunning for. But uh, over at that website, we have, we've invoked the, uh, the, the notion of donation. Uh, we did it to send someone to cover the... Uh, NHL entry draft last year in 2009 and we raised more than enough money. Jeff and Sally right now on the edmontonian.com, they are they're trying to get donations and I I'm going to donate money to them. I haven't yet. Don't hold me to that, Jeff. I'm sorry. So what we're actually building up to is you should go to the edmontonian.com and you should donate them. Some well, money. I mean, they provide I I mean, I know that Jeff and Sally are they're also very busy people and and Jeff often 
um, he posts at least one or two articles a day, and they're always interesting. They always link to interesting stuff about the city. And um, and we've had them on the show before. I believe it was episode nine. Well, ah, whatever. Just go back and look through our archives. But they're awesome, interesting people. And uh, and I think that's part of the future of hyper hyper local content is donations, like like community radio. You know, it's the same thing. We're not asking for a lot, or, or uh, Jeff and Sally aren't asking for a lot. But they do. You know, they pay for their own hosting. They and they have day jobs. In fact, Sally's in school. You know, so um, maybe we need to think about a donation button. Maybe I've burned through too much of our social capital <laughs> to make a donation button effective. I don't know. Do you think we should take donations? I think if anybody's willing to give us money to uh, basically invest in the show, that uh, we will take it because we're uh, greedy bastards. You know, what we that's should... not true at all. But as much as this show is about us basically masturbating our egos. Uh, this The show is also about Edmonton. And it, it sounds kind of lame to say, but it is it is meant to be your show, the listener's show, as much mm-hmm. as our show. And we, and we want to reflect that. And if someone out there feels like donating some money to give back to the show uh, so that we can help deliver more content on our website or what have you, Good on you. We will make use of that. We will not spend it on a steak dinner. We will we will actually invest it back into the show. Yeah, I totally. Will, I will say that right now. Yeah. We'll we'll actually we can maybe we can set it up so that people can direct their funds. So if we we could have a steak dinner option. I'm really hungry right now, so that but but I mean if people are like um you, you know, I I've often thought it would be really cool. One of my goals down the road in my in my brain is to buy uh like traditional advertising for us uh not on the radio station but i think it'd be funny to buy like an unknown studio billboard somewhere in a high just one in a high traffic location because they're phenomenally expensive they are terribly terribly expensive and uh and um it would just be funny to do that so we could have the the steak dinner option we could have the advertising option we could have the try and pay to get conan o'brien on your show and the reason i mentioned that is because i'm going to conan o'brien tonight for which i am eternally jealous I'm going to try and get a picture of me with him for you, and then you can Photoshop my face out. It's not the same. I know it's not the same. I'm sorry. Sorry. But I'll let you know how awesome it was. But in any event, I mean, these are all the kinds of things that Scott and I get together every couple of weeks and, and drink about. <laughs> we have we have pipe dreams for the show. Many. Despite the fact we didn't expect the show, honestly, to last beyond eight episodes. Since it's continued and since we've invested more into it we have grand dreams and i'm not going to spoil everything you guys can hold on to your hats and wait to see some of the stuff we have in store for you uh and i'm certainly not going to spoil any of the stuff that we have planned going into our next season that was in quotation marks <laughs> yeah he did air quotes there uh, this medium's so limiting i will say that we do have some grand plans that does require some money and although this was not intended to turn into a big pitch for you to donate there it is Wow. You could help us out, make our show better, um, look for a donate button in the future. Yeah, we'll do that. And actually, you know what? For your trouble, I a little while ago, I went out and spent a lot of money on <laughs> Unknown Studio coffee mugs. Which were meant to be merchandise, which Adam has just been literally giving away left and right. I think there's more value in getting that logo out there. I don't disagree. <laughs> but I, but there's, now I don't really have a way to to if at this point so we i think we got how many did i get 
two. I got. Did I get? I didn't get five hundred of them. You got a lot of mugs. I have two. He has a trunk full of mugs. Two, yeah, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. And look. let's be fair. As soon as he's out of those mugs, Adam's probably going to buy more mugs. You know, I think it, for some reason I think it was one hundred and fifty. No, maybe just a hundred. Anyways, in any event, uh, it was it was not it wasn't prohibitively expensive because if it had been, it would have prohibited me from spending the money on it. But it wasn't cheap, and I'm at the point now where the amount of mugs I have left, if I were to sell them on a per unit basis, I'd probably have to charge like fifty dollars to recover my costs for each mug. But I'm excited to give them to people because they get them and they're like, "Oh my god, you guys have mugs! How did you do this?" And then I'm uh, I'm looking at this thing and I'm like. Damn, it doesn't say the unknownstudio.ca on it. It just has our logo. But I still maintain that there's value in that. And so, I mean, if we set up a donating scheme, uh, conceivably, if you donate above a certain threshold, you could get a limited edition Unknown Studio coffee mug. The ones that uh, existed before the ones that had our website address on them. Because that's what the next mug is. Yeah, yes. When we have sufficient funds to... There's another thing. While we're... we're, Talking uh, basically, about ourselves. Well, not just talking to ourselves. Well, we're uh, basically soliciting advice from you, our dear listener, uh, because we have nothing better to do for this hour because, uh, again, we, uh, we are left sans guest and Adam is an idiot. Yep. Um, what, is there interest in merchandise? If we got T-shirts printed, would you buy a T-shirt? If we got wall clocks made, would you buy a wall clock? If we got little plush action figures of Adam and Scott (laughs) would you cuddle up with them would you cuddle up with them at night in your bed would you snuggle them that's uh, that's a good question they would both be wearing pants I think it's fair well mine wouldn't (laughs) why why uh, why deny the truth (laughs) why deny the truth I don't know I mean I, I you know there's there's some some strange morbidity in me that's just like it would be awesome to have all this ridiculous merchandise like maybe a giant foam finger or something that just says the unknown studio on it but then if we make a t-shirt what's on it just our logo and eh, kind of boring i don't know now scott has pledged in the past that he wants to scott's a phenomenal artist for those of you who don't know he used to draw a comic in the gateway and he's very talented and I've I've been pushing him and 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 pushing him to to do a web comic, and he said I will at some point. When I still maintain that, and he still maintain that maintains that. Uh, who knows? Maybe the time for that is the summer. I don't know. But if we can develop a web comic that's interesting and compelling enough, maybe that's what we make a T-shirt out of. Possibly the unknown studio meta comic. There are uh, there are many uh, ideas that have been. Uh, circulating one would be to do a sort of meta comic with us as the characters, uh, j- probably with you as the zany one and me as the straight man. Um, I've considered doing something a little more like political cartoony, like a weekly political Ooh, cartoon. I like that. Um, there, there are a few ideas floating around. Uh, while we're soliciting for advice, what kind of web comic would you be interested in? Yeah, I don't promise that I'll make it, <laughs> yeah. but I'm interested in hearing what he will have tell to say. you that it is a good idea though, and he'll promise that at some point in his life he'll do it that's what he's been doing to me why are you making that face scott the The edmonton Edmonton journal Journal. those magnificent bastards have decided to throw their weight behind our brand and they give us all kinds of wonderful things like uh you know 
newspapers for our troubles. So uh, thank you very much. Actually, honestly, thank you so much to uh, the Edmonton Journal for supporting us because it means a lot. It means that we're, you know, uh, at least perceived to be valuable by the newspaper of record in the city of Edmonton. It is cold in this iPad. It's because the air conditioning is on in this iPad because it's a warm day outside. Um, No, in all seriousness, um, when we started soliciting for advertisers and or sponsors, um, I was not hopeful. Um, And don't misunderstand. Uh, it It was a matter of I didn't think we were noteworthy enough or um uh big enough to merit much consideration and the fact that we have had uh several overtures from surprising sources no less has been very uh flattering and i think speaks to the quality of the product that we make and that's not to ring our own bell i know that we're pretty big fans of self-deprecating humor but i'm proud of our product i i like to think adam is proud of our product Nah, it depends on the day. Yeah. And what's come out of his mouth. <laughs> um, and uh, this show notwithstanding, this particular episode this, yes. notwithstanding. Which will go down as history as the, in history, as the worst, least downloaded episode ever. This bizarre meta show where they you just know, rattled on for an hour about whatever just happened across I'm gonna, their mind. I'm going to make a prediction right now. We're going to get a significant amount of downloads because when this show gets published, we'll say in the post and on Twitter and everything, OMG... Lol, like we didn't know what the hell to do. We were, you know, left high and dry by Adam's disorganization. I'm really taking the fall for this one, even though I don't really think it's my fault. I promise you that to make up for not having a guest, uh, that there something truly zany will be included in this last half of the show. I don't know what that is yet, but we will discuss something just bizarre and hilarious so that there is some value to you having sat through the show. And if you made it past the halfway mark without just tossing the show in the recycle bin on your computer, you will be rewarded for that. Now, um, the question is what? And the other question is what to do at the end of the show when it comes to our Fast 15 time. Because we've already done the Fast 15 for each other. So, yeah, so I don't know know how the show ends today. I think that... uh, I think that one of us has to be killed. I think that's the only way. You know, actually, I'll tell you, let me tell you something. Because I had a question uh, from a buddy of mine who is interested in working in communications, which is what I do. I just got a new job, everybody. And I was very public about what it is, so I'm not going to I'm not gonna toot their horn here. How you like that, boss? I'm just kidding. Don't fire me. Um, but he asked me, he said, you know, how did you, like, how do you get a job like that? Like, how do you get a job where social media is the focus? The answer is, I have no idea. You literally need to just start using this stuff and playing around with it. And that's, that's how I got recognized. You know, it all started with the hockey websites that, uh, that uh, Oilers Nation one, <laughs> that is about the Edmonton Oilers, just so we're clear. Um, there are two others, uh, Flames Nation and Canucks Army. I'm just putting those out there for you. And then Scott and I decided to do the Unknown Studio together. And uh, the rest is history. Are you going to Tim's? Can I have a single single? Yeah. Uh, medium. Thanks, dude. Is that getting cut? We should keep that in there. That was Travis Dosser, everybody. Just came into the studio to bring me coffee. Basically. 
It was exciting. What was I saying? Uh, we actually uh, approached Travis about being a last-minute fill-in guest on the episode, but uh, unfortunately, kind of busy at this exact moment. Yeah, he's uh, he's too busy getting me coffee. To Basically, yes. So, yeah, we know we tried. We tried to get guests, and it uh, it didn't work out. What was I saying? Though, to before? be fair, though, getting a guest literally one minute before you start recording, not the best time to line someone up to be on your show. And we're under a kind of a tight schedule because I have to jam out right at the end to go to this thing. With Conan O'Brien. Yeah, Conan O'Brien and I are going to this thing together. <laughs> Called his show, his which show. you paid t- to go and see. A lot of money, actually. You know, I was sitting there thinking, and I'll get back to what I was talking about before after this tangent. When he he announced it, and he didn't announce it on TV or anything like that, it was Twitter. And within minutes, I swear to God, it was sold out. And I thought, I was sitting there half a minute before they were sold out, thinking... What is the likelihood that I'll ever get a chance to see Conan O'Brien live again in my lifetime? They're probably, unless I actually make the effort to go to wherever his new show will be, which is, I think is TBS in November, there's no conceivable way. It was really expensive. It was $100 a ticket, and that wasn't even the most expensive ticket. You could have paid $600 per ticket to meet Conan. Like, before the show, go to the sound check, meet Conan, Get a signed autograph, run your fingers through his hair, all that good stuff. Because that is actually, and I should say, I figured I'm not going to spend $600 because I will try to meet the man. I'll stick around and see if I can get an opportunity to say, hey, great show. And then I will ask him if I can run my fingers through his hair. That strange ginger pompadour of his. Anyway, so I was talking about getting the job that I got. And, and... I maintain that unless you've really been at social media for a long time, you're not an expert. An expert is typically defined as someone who's spent 10,000 hours on something. I don't think I've spent 10,000 hours on anything in my life other than video games. Uh, I don't actually mean that. But the point is, getting a job in the communications field is about, it's not about your resume necessarily. It's about being a well-adjusted, normal human being, and knowing people. I've never gotten a job because of my resume. I mean, the resume is just like confirming that you are capable. The trick is to go out there and meet people. And actually, uh, one of our forthcoming sponsors, I'm not going to mention them on this show, but uh, one of our forthcoming sponsors on their blog, they've made a post about something like that. And it's like, you don't get hired for your resume, you get hired because of who you are, which I mean, you could argue that the resume is some representation of who you are. And that's true. But it's also about who you know, and, you know, what you know, I suppose. So that extremely long, rambling, ridiculous thing uh, had a point, and that is get a job. <laughs> I think. I think that's what I was trying to say. It's time. It's time? It's time to change subjects. Oh. To totally change gears on this uh, on this puppy. I like it when you shift gears, Scott. This is your thing. It's time to... Uh... It's time to reward the patience of the tens of listeners who are left with us. We've been reduced to tens? I presume that uh, at least 25s of listeners have tuned out at this point. I think you're probably So for those right. tens of hardcore listeners. We love you dearly. Who are still here with us at this moment. Monkey or robot who wins in a fight? Go. Okay. How big is the monkey? How big is the robot? Normal sized monkey. Human. Terminator-sized robot. What kind of weaponry does the robot have? Presumably lasers, possibly rocket launchers. What kind of weaponry does the monkey have? Feces. <laughs> the monkey wins. 
the really? monkey because I I would have designed this robot being the genius that I am and I don't like getting fecal matter on me uh, and I would have programmed the robot to hate that as well so rather than get angry and fire lasers at the monkey when the poop lands on him uh, the robot is just gonna act like a sissy and run away and do that sort of tr- crying game in the shower uh, scene with hot water. I disagree with you. Okay. But I do believe the monkey will win. Not because of its feces, though. Because <laughs> of the sheer illogic that comes of a monkey. It's like the James T. Kirk school of, uh, of like, computer science. Okay. The monkey's own innate, like, just craziness is going to just overload the logic circuits of the robots. They're not going to know what's going on. You don't think They're going to be shooting lasers randomly all over the place. They're going to be like, this does not compute. Heads are going to explode. End of robot army. Done. I feel Monkeys like, win. I feel like I need more information on exactly how this robot has been programmed in order for it to blow such a spaz over being confronted by a, a simian like that. Yeah, I used the word simian. I learned it from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. My favorite books. All right. So we've already determined the age-old question of who wins in a uh, fight versus monkeys and robots, which are natural enemies, might I add. In nature, robots and monkeys immediately do battle with one another. For a millennia. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so let's move on to, uh, to something a little, more, a little more philosophical. Zombies. Vampires. Who wins in a fight? Zombies or vampires? Okay. If anyone The monkeys versus robots, that's that's, that's a, child's play. Yeah. Child's play. This is where this is where we delve into the very depths of male philosophy. These are the conversations that men in locker rooms across the country have daily. No, they're Vampire not. Vampire or zombie lo- who wins in a In play. locker rooms they're talking about, did you see your tits? That's what they're talking about. And Okay, men around the water cooler. There there you go. That is correct. Now I'm going to have to use some incredible deduction for this. Okay. Because walk us through your process. Take us into the mind of Adam Rosenhoff. As you know, I am a zombie enthusiast. I love zombie movies so much. And so naturally, my, my predisposition is to say that the zombies will win. And they will for the following reasons. Because zombies infect other non zombies at a rate that is mathematically ridiculous uh and i don't know if it's logarithmic or what but it's one of those things where it's like one person gets infected and then seven people you know it's just crazy so and i remember reading a study i'm not even kidding i'm serious and i couldn't cite what the study was but i remember someone saying that you know if science studied the zombie phenomena the rate of infection would be so absurdly fast that there's reasonably nothing we can do about it except hole up in a mall with shotguns as uh, most films have taught us um but the sheer volume of zombies i believe because their their infection of other humans is almost nonsensical it's just ferocious not in the same way that a vampire is a vampire eats because it's it needs blood or whatever to survive Zombies just are so angry and mad and, and hungry that they'll eat all the time. Like dogs, they, they, don't, they just can't stop eating. So, sheer volume of zombies, uh, the, the manner in which vampires behave, you know, that suave sort of debonair thing, is not going to do anything for them. And so, I believe the zombies will overtake the vampires 
in fairly short order. And that's what I'm, that's, that's my conclusion. Zombies, zombies, hands down, vampires have no chance. Now we agreed on monkeys, but we're going to have to disagree here. I am already upset. Vampires are already dead, much like zombies. Zombies are going to run out of a food source long before vampires do. Because vampires have the foresight to be able to take people and hide them away from the zombies and feed on them for an extended period of time to create human cattle. So vampires will be able to hole out while the zombies just run out of food and fall down on their faces. So uh, vampires, also immortal, can play a much longer waiting game than any human with a shotgun can. Don't have to worry about being zombie infected. Are much stronger than the average human and therefore don't have to be worried about being, say, pulled apart. Vampires are going to ride out the wave. Zombies are going to go away eventually. The vampires are still going to be standing there in the moonlight going, weren't there some zombies here a little while ago? I'm going to go feed on a lady down in my cattle reserve. Vampires win. But don't you, don't you think that if the, if the vampires were feeding off of zombies, that if they're zombie infected, like if it's some kind of blood disorder, say, which a lot of films run a theme on, right? Won't that affect the vampires? They're not going to turn into zombies. What? Because they're already dead? Because they're already vampires. I, I don't agree. I think we need a scientist in here to talk about this. I really do. We're going to get a hematologist in here. I'm not even kidding. And we can discuss what kinds of, of assumptions are made about how vampire blood is, is and how zombie blood is. And then we're going to figure this out. Because I, do I don't agree. Zombies. Win. Well, obviously, we're not doing a fast 15. No, we just did it. Basically. That was the... Uh, but we will we will preview our next show. Next show, Adam. If, if all goes according to plan, Scott, our next show, we're going to have local folk singer Erica Viegas on the Unknown Studio, and she's going to talk to us about getting started in the music industry. I understand that she uses social media, not unlike ourselves, to promote what she's doing. And, uh, hey, we may even be able to convince her to do a song in the studio. I'm not going to promise it, but I'm going to tell you that I will try to convince her to do it. And... Uh, if all goes according to plan, she will actually be here next week. Yes. Again, I apologize. I, I hope that you've enjoyed our meandering ridiculousness because we I've had a good time. It's it's been it's been something. It's been an hour. It's <laughs> actually not quite, it's but been not quite an hour. But but, ye, uh, but Adam needs to run to go watch Conan O'Brien. And I'm sorry. And we're going to let him do that. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everyone. You've been listening to The Unknown Studio, episode 22. Pre-production by Adam Rosenhart, post-production by Scott C. Bourgeois. You can visit us on the web at theunknownstudio.ca. Thanks for listening. I get a I get a, <laughs> I get a link from this guy and he says, Hey, unknown studio, here's some actual Dawson Bridge history, courtesy the web to replace the drivel on your site. I really I really have no rebuttal. My rebuttal was why I uh, you're right. Damn. <laughs>